Oh, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me on today's session. We're going to be talking about your 2020 internet marketing plan and really what you can do to maximize your lead flow going into the new year. And, you know, this is one of those things we, we should do every year because the internet marketing equation is constantly changing from the Google algorithm to Google Maps to local service ads to what's working with pay-per-click and what's not working and Facebook ads and everything in between. Um, you know, this beginning part of a year is just a great time to, to pause, get clear on what we want to accomplish, like what our goals are in our plumbing, HVAC, home services business, um, get clear on what we would need to do from a marketing perspective to make that a reality, and then build a plan. Like there's a, an infinite supply of things you could and should potentially do to market your plumbing or HVAC business online and so it's great just to pause for a little bit and think about okay what exactly do I want to accomplish now we do have a workbook that we're going to be following in today's session um, it's your 2020 internet marketing plan workbook um, the link is in comments be sure that you've got this downloaded um, we're going to be doing some exercises we're going to be thinking through some stuff uh, and this workbook will just help to make sure you leave the session um, you know not just with some ideas but with a clear plan Here's what I need to do. Here's what we need to implement as a team within our company. Um, and here's what we're going to do to make sure we actually execute on these ideas. Sound good? Excellent. So here's what we're going to cover on today's session. First of all, we're going to set some goals uh, in 2020. And uh, you know, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time thinking about how much revenue you want to, uh, you know, how much revenue you want to hit because you probably already have that locked in, and everybody knows that. But really, what I want to get clear in is. If that's your goal, and everybody has a target that they're going to be shooting for in the new year, how many leads do you need to generate from the internet in order to make that a reality? Now, I know we have some certain quantity of leads that are kind of baked in from our, uh, from our branding or from our reputation or from our home service plans and things like that, but how many new leads do we need to generate via SEO, pay-per-click, social media, local service ads? if we actually are going to hit that goal or hit that target. So I want to spend a little bit of time getting a lot of clarity on that target because with clarity, we can build plans, we can appropriate budgets, and we can bring things into existence. Uh, then we're going to talk about the three fundamentals of marketing success, right? There, you know, there's tactics and then there's strategy. And it's always good to revisit the strategy at the beginning of each year. And those three fundamentals just help you get refocused on your ideal customer, where they're hanging out, what your message is, and how to get their attention. So we're going to spend a little bit of time working on that. Um, and then how to optimize your website for conversion in 2020 and beyond. You know, what used to work with websites doesn't work anymore, right? So we're just going to spend a little bit of time looking at some best practices in terms of your website, your website design, the conversion elements to make sure, you know, not only is the website going to, you know, rank well and, and all that, but it will actually convert visitors into book jobs and leads as, as effectively and efficiently as possible. And then we're going to look at the big picture of your online marketing and all the channels that you could be tapping into in order to maximize your lead flow. And there's, there's a lot, right? So we're just going to get real clear. Here's all of the different channels. And then from there, we're going to drill down uh, on some of the new trends, the things that have changed, the things you need to be aware of, the things that uh, you, know, you want to put in place to be ahead of, ahead of the ball. Um, and then develop a specific action plan, what I call your 2020 Internet Marketing Plan, um, it, that you can implement starting today. Or if, you know, if you're heading off into Thanksgiving time, um, implement next week. Right? Here's what we're going to do with our website. Here's what we're going to do with our SEO. Here's how much we're going to allocate to hit these leads. 
and be really clear with a checklist of items on what we need to do and what we're going to get done. So I'm going to ask for your attention. We've got a great live group with us. I see we've got a lot of great people with us watching on, on Facebook as well. I'm just going to ask, turn off the cell phones, turn off Facebook, close any other tabs unless you're watching this on Facebook. And if you're completely serious about getting better results in 2020, I really believe this next 60 to 90 minutes could be a game changer. So let's just give it our undivided attention. Let's like close the other tabs and remain completely focused on this, have our workbooks ready to rock and roll, and, and let's make this as interactive as possible. So when I ask for questions or ask for engagement, chat with me in the, in the comments, that way I know you're there and we can make this a, a vibrant conversation. When I ask you to spend a couple minutes working on a workbook um, you know, item, spend a couple minutes working on that. I promise you if you engage with me and you do these exercises, you're gonna get a lot more value out of today's session uh, than, if you, than if you don't. And of course, you know, you've got a hundred things going on and there's a lot of things competing for your attention. So I wanna give you an ethical bribe to stick with me through the tenure of today's session. So if you stay with me to the end, I'm gonna give you a couple goodies. And I've already put these into a special Google uh, folder for you where you'll be able to click in and download this stuff. I'll give you the link at the end. Um, I've got a visual of the online dominance method, which kind of maps out those big picture online marketing initiatives that you want to be aware of and that you want to be tapping into. Uh, we've got our updated list of the most commonly searched plumbing HVAC related keywords that, you know, if you know these keywords, you can kind of build your strategy around them. Um, and then the checklist that really helps you get clear, you know, here's what I need to be doing, here's what's deficient, and here's what I need to do next. So that's my ethical bribe. You stick around to the end, I'm going to give you the link where you can download these and a couple other resources that will help you get the most out of today's session and really get the most out of your uh, planning going into, into 2020. So a little bit about me and why you should listen. Uh, most of you know, otherwise you wouldn't be on today's session, but I'm the author of The Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing and HVAC Contractors. We actually just released a, 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 the latest version of our book um, last month based on all of the things that have changed and all the new updates within internet marketing, uh, how to triple your sales by getting your internet marketing right. If you'd like to get a copy of this, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to get you a copy of the book because um, it's, it's, it's great to have, it's, it's great reading. Um, I'm also a member of PHCC, QSC, ACCA. I, I've spoken to a lot of the industry associations and events. Uh, several of my articles are published in Plumbing and Mechanical, Contractor Magazine, HVAC Insider. Uh, but I'd say more than any of that stuff, uh, the reason you should listen is that at this point, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies um, in some of the most competitive markets across the United States and been able to take a lot of them from virtual obscurity online to the point where they're now the dominant player in their area, many of them getting hundreds and hundreds of calls uh, via the internet every single month. And you know what I share is not based on theory, it's not based on, oh, this might work for plumbing and HVAC companies, it's based on my real-world experience and my team's real-world experience working with companies in this space. And what I'm sharing with you is, is you know, based on that type of experience. And I think you always want to be listening to people that have experience in your type of business and not just general knowledge or more importantly, not just information that they read somewhere and have never actually implemented in the real world. And this is what we do. I'm sitting at our office in Miami, Florida. We've got a team of 30 full-time employees. Uh, our company's plumbing and HVAC SEO. We're on a mission to triple the sales of 1,000 plumbing and HVAC companies. And so this is what we do. We do the implementation of these ideas and strategies. Uh, you know, setting up the website, doing the SEO, running the pay-per-click campaigns, putting the tracking in place. And so 
if you'd like to talk with us about implementing this for you and really be becoming your strategic partner to generate the best results online possible, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you one-on-one, do a complete evaluation of your current online marketing strategy and show you how we can help. So, you know, it's implicit, you know, this is information, you're going to get great value from the session, but if, it, if you're interested in working with us and having us implement this for you, all you have to do is post in comments, um, hey guys, let's schedule a time to chat, Christian's on here, he'll get it on the calendar, and, um, and we'll, we'll dive in, we'll look at your website, we'll show you exactly where there's room for improvement, and, uh, and how we can help. So, that's the deal, um, let's go ahead and dive in. Before we get started, again, I want to make this interactive, I'd love to hear right now, what's the hardest part about marketing your plumbing or HVAC business online. Um, just kind of think about that for a second. Write it down on the first page in your workbook and um, post it in comments. I want to hear from a couple of you guys. I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to kind of get in the right mind frame because this isn't going to be an hour and a half of me talking. It's going to be very interactive. So write that down and I want to hear from at least a couple of you guys in the comments. Um, what's the hardest part? What's the challenge? What Where are you guys getting stuck in your in your internet marketing? Is it um, you know, spending money and not getting return? Is it not really knowing where your dollars go? Is it not getting the kind of rankings that you want? Um, is it, you know, Google local service ads, you know, not getting yourself approved quick enough? Just kind of, you know, post that in comments that way we can, we can talk a little bit about that. All right. So Jeff says Google ads call only fraud and spam are extremely high. Okay, so we get some some fake clicks and some fake calls that are eating up your budget. Uh, Josh says newly designed website, um, ranking it, getting it ranked since it's a new site. Okay. Sarah says the hardest part is figuring out a plan. Okay. Excellent. So good. I mean, that that's kind of gives me a sense of some of the challenges some of you guys are facing, and uh, we can address a lot of that on on today's on today's session. Okay, so some of you have logged in late. If you haven't already, make sure that you download this workbook. You can go to plumberseo.net slash workbook or um, you know, click on the link that Christian is gonna drop in here right now or Kirsten and uh, make sure you got this downloaded so we can, uh, we can track together in today's session. So, as you look at your 2020 plan, you know, it would be remiss not to spend a little bit of time getting clear about your goals, right? Because if you're not clear on what you're trying to accomplish, then, you know, you could just spend a lot of money. Let's just put $20,000 a month in our advertising and hope that it works out, right? Without clarity in what you're trying to accomplish, any amount of money is kind of just, you know, haphazard spending of your dollars. So I want to spend a couple minutes getting clear on, on the goals and more importantly, how that breaks down into lead targets so that you can set a marketing plan that's based on helping you accomplish the goals that you've set for yourself. So there's a great book by Brian Tracy. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of self-development. Um, I, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of you know listening to books on Audible. And one of my favorites is the Ultimate Goal Setting Program by Brian Tracy. Um, how many? Uh, put a, a Y in comments if you're familiar with Brian Tracy. Um, he's like one of the godfathers of, of self-development. Put a thumbs up if you're on Facebook or a Y in the in the comments if you're familiar. Uh, and one of the quotes from that program that really stuck out to me is that success is goals, all else is commentary, right? So to the extent that you're not clear on your goal and working towards the accomplishment of some very specific goal, you wind up you know, chasing your tail, right? You wind up you know, busy in, in nonsense, busy in foolishness. And that's, so that's why I want to spend a couple minutes 
you know, it's just dialing in the goals a little bit and getting them clear as it relates to your marketing strategy for, for 2020. Jess says he has uh, all of the Brian Tracy CDs and cassettes. I've got some old cassettes too. Um, awesome. So to me, you know, with in the absence of goals, you're almost like a like a, a, a sailboat out at sea, right? With no wind, you're just kind of drifting aimlessly and you know, it can be it can be kind of frustrating because you know you've got a business and you know you want to go somewhere, but there's just no momentum and there's no wind and you just feel stuck. And what's awesome though is that anytime in your business that you feel stuck or you feel stagnated, you can change that by setting some goals and some targets, right? You can set annual targets, you can set quarterly targets, you can set monthly targets. And whenever I've done this in my life, whenever I've done this in my business, in any area that I feel stuck or that I feel stagnated, when I set a goal and I put it visually in front of myself and I say, okay, this is what I'm trying to accomplish, it creates momentum, it creates activity, and it really does move you forward. So in my mind, having clear goals is almost like the ability to create your own wind out on a sailboat and start to create your own momentum to carry yourself forward. And, and so there's an amazing Harvard study that was performed back in the 1970s. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Jeff, you've heard of this one. How many of you guys have heard this story of this Harvard study? Put yes, a full yes in comments if you have. Um, but here's here's what it found. They they interviewed the graduates from 1979 and they asked them, "Do you have specific goals?" And 84% of them answered no. So they were graduating from Harvard. This is some of the smartest, some of the sharpest in the world. 84% um, of them answered no written goals. 13% had goals, but they weren't written down. So they're like, okay, I want to accomplish this. I want to make this amount of money. I want to live in this type of house. And so they had in their mind clarity on what they wanted to accomplish. And only 3% of them had goals and had taken the extra step to, to take out a pen and paper and write them down, right? Only 3%. And you might say to yourself, well, like, who cares, right? What difference does it make if I have goals and I've got them written down? I talked a little bit about the ability to create your own wind, to create your own momentum. Well, the result was they went back years later to that same group, and what they found was that 13% of the class who had the goals were earning, were earning twice as much as the 84% that didn't. Right, so double the amount. And you'd imagine these guys probably make pretty good money graduating from Harvard. But what's more important is that the 3% that had written goals, they had the goals and they were also written down earning 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. Now I found this true in my life, I found it true in our business. Uh, we made the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies the last four years in a row. Um, I found this true in the in the lives of the plumbing and HVAC companies that we serve. The ones that are spending the time to get clear on a goal, spending the time to write them down, and then create their own momentum are the ones that win, are the ones that make the most money. And so that's why I want to spend a couple minutes here just kind of flushing out some goals and putting them on paper and putting together a plan to bring it into reality, to really make this reality for you in your business. So the goal setting framework that I found to be most effective is obviously you have to have a goal and you have to have a plan written in place. Okay, here's what we're gonna accomplish, here's what we're going to do in order to make it a reality. And I think you wanna have a one-year goal. So looking forward into 2020, by the end of this year, or the end of next year at this point, where do we wanna be? How much revenue, um, 
how many service calls, how many leads do we need to generate in order to make that a reality? I think you want a, re a year goal, you want to break that in, down into quarters because your mind can only really think in terms of 90 days. So yeah, you can set a goal to, to the end of 2020 and that's great, but the fact is you can't keep yourself motivated and doing work and doing activity for an entire 365 days. Right, but you can for 90. So that's why I like to take the annual goal, break it into quarters, right? Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, and then break those further down into monthly goals and monthly targets. And here's the thing that I think is most important with this whole process and why I'm spending a couple minutes at the beginning of today's session talking about this, is you also have to have a stopping point at the beginning of each of those periods to reflect, did you hit the target or did you not? Because what I find is most businesses, what we do is, you know, we set some goals, right? So, okay, by the end of the year, we're going to do $5 million, right? And the year passes, and we never really pause to say, did we get the $5 million or did we not? Uh, or if we broke it into quarterlies, it's like the, 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 the year just kind of breezes by. And when you don't have a stopping point to reflect, okay, here's the target, did we hit it or, or did we not? It becomes a wasted exercise. It's like, okay, I set some goals and I don't know, like I just kind of put it out there and it doesn't, it loses all of its teeth, right? You want your goals to have teeth. You want them to be, you know, something that you set into this future and you do the work and you do the activity and you can make it a reality. I think it's one of the most powerful muscles we can develop as human beings is the power of manifestations, like the ability to say, okay, here's what I'm going to accomplish and then do the work and do the activity and have your team rally around to make it a reality. And so if you don't stop, you lose your, your ability to track whether you hit it or not, it becomes a wasted exercise, and that muscle atrophies. You lose any confidence in, in the value of investing the time to do it. So it's really important if you're going to set goals that you also set a stop point. It doesn't have to be a weekend retreat or anything, just a couple hours to say, okay, did we hit the target? Did we not? What did we learn? What did we not learn? So. That being said, we're all clear, right? We all believe in the, in the power of goals and the value of goals. I want you to spend a couple minutes now on page, um, what is this, page two or page one in your workbook, depending upon how you're looking at it, um, fleshing out your goals for, for 2020. And, and there's a couple goals I want you to pay attention to that will help you to, to kind of land on how many leads you need to generate, which is really what we're trying to get after as a marketing plan for 2020. How many leads do you need to generate? How many of those need to come from the internet? And then let's figure out how much we need to spend in order to make that a reality. So what I want you to start with is what's your annual revenue for, for 2020? What's the goal? Um, put that on the first question box there. How much revenue are you aiming for? What's the realistic goal for 2020? And then I want you to come up with a monthly target. So if the goal is, you know, let's just call it 3 million, divide that by 12, and that's gonna be your monthly target. And then further, and we're gonna do some exercises to figure out this number, how many calls or how many leads will that require in order to make it a reality? Um, in order to figure that out, we've gotta figure out what our average transaction value is, and then divide that out. So, I think you all said that you had the workbook. Maybe you didn't get a chance to print it out. Um, I would encourage you to take a scratch pad so you can run these numbers for yourself. So now's the time. I told you this was going to be an interactive session. Get your pen and paper handy. Um, if you don't have this printed, then just put it on any scrap sheet of paper. 
because um, I, I wanted a minimum for you to be clear on. Here's your annual goal, here's your monthly goal, and here's how many leads it's going to require on a monthly basis to make that a reality. So let's just say as an example, your annual goal is 1.5 million. If we divide that out by 12, then our monthly target is 125,000, right? In order to get to 1.5 million, we'd have to do 125,000 in revenue per month. So I just want to pause real quick because again, this is you know this is kind of mission critical. The reason we're spending 15 minutes on this at the beginning of today's session is because I've seen the power of it. Um, so I want you just to put in comments. I don't need to know your number specifically, but if you've got your clarity on your annual goal and your monthly breakdown to make that a reality, just put a yes in comments. Uh, so on Facebook, you can throw a thumbs up in there. Um, in um, in the Zoom, just put a yes or a Y to confirm you, you're clear. Here's what my annual target is, and here's what my monthly target is. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Perfect. All right, you guys are tracking along with me. From there, what I want you to think about is what your average transaction value needs to be, because this will, this will instruct how many jobs we need to run on a monthly basis to make that a reality. So, you know, I know some of you guys, the average transaction values, you know, less than 400. A lot of you that are well-trained that have, you know, great technicians selling in the field are, you know, averaging north of 750 or 800. So just get clear, write down on, on question number, number four, what's the average transaction value? And then with that, all we've got to do is divide the monthly target, whatever that was, 125,000 or what, by the average transaction value. And that will tell us how many jobs we need to run per month to, to hit the target. Excellent. So the number I want you guys to land on right now, and I'm gonna give you a couple minutes here to work on this, is the number of service calls, assuming your average transaction value, that you're gonna to need to run in order to make your, make your target. For some of you, this is easy, easy math. Like you've done this, you know, this is like in breakfast. Uh, others of you, this is a little bit more challenging. So uh, just put in comments once you've got that number dialed in, the number of service calls required to hit your target. Okay, Siri's got hers, nice. So you can either put the number in Karen's got hers, fantastic. Or, or just put a yes if you just want to say, look, I've got it, let's move forward. I don't want to leave anybody in the, in the dust here. So give me a thumbs up on Facebook, give me a yes or a Y in comments, okay. Yes, 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 excellent. All right, you guys got that point, perfect. So now we're clear, annual revenue is this. That breaks into this much monthly, and we need to run this many service calls in order, to, in order to hit our targets. Now what we can figure out is our number of leads, right? And really that's what this is about, right? I mean, there's only so much I can do to help you hit your revenue target, right? There's lots of things you can do from improving your conversion rates on the phone to you know, improving your, your average ticket when you get into the home. Um, but really, from a marketing perspective, what I wanna help you focus on is, is generating enough leads to make that a reality. So in order to do that, we gotta figure out what our average conversion rate is from caller to book job, and then divide that by our target. 
So just, I mean, real quick in comments, and I know it's different for everybody, like what's your, what's your average conversion rate from lead, all right? So somebody calls in from the internet or they call in from a billboard or they call in from your advertising to book job. Um, you know, we're finding it anywhere from as little as 30% all the way up to as much as like 80% for those that really have this dialed in. Um, you know, what would you say is your average conversion rate at this point? Uh, somebody share that with me in the, in the comments. Wow, I'm gonna get a couple 75%, 78%. Fantastic. You guys are you guys are really good. That's fantastic. So then what we want to do is divide our number of calls that we need in order to hit our target. And some of you guys are saying somewhere in the 170s, some of you are saying in the 500s. You want to divide that by your conversion rate. So if you have an average conversion rate of 55% and you know you need 308 book jobs or calls or whatever you want to call it. Um, that will tell us how many leads we need to generate per month in order to hit our monthly target, which will help us get to our annual target. So um, as an example, if we had 308 jobs we needed to book in order to make a reality, divide that by a 55% conversion rate, we need 560 leads to hit our goals. So I want you guys all to have this number because from a marketing perspective, everything you do can be engineered around, okay, how do we make sure we generate our 500 leads per month? Or how do we make sure we generate our 1,600 leads? But whatever the number is in your particular world, because uh, from a marketing perspective, that's what's going to boil down to. How do we get enough leads to book enough jobs to generate enough revenue to hit our targets and get the kind of momentum that we're after in our business? So I just want to hear from a couple of you guys in the comments. Either give me a yes, I got it, or give me a number, right? If you've run this number and you're like, okay, I need 700 leads per month, put that in. And, uh, and make sure that you've got it written down in your workbook or on your on your scratch pad, because this is going to be one of the most important numbers to drive uh, what you're going to do going into next year. Okay, so we got 290, we got 417. Heather's got hers. Uh, Brett wants a call. Okay, we'll take care of that. Um, excellent. All right, good, 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 good. It looks like you guys are tracking along with me. Uh, give me a thumbs up if this is making sense. Um, what I want you to do, because this is really going to drive the rest of our activity is I want to make sure you write that number down and you put it like on something outside of the workbook where it's like, okay, maybe it's on your, on your laptop case, maybe it's visible on a whiteboard in front of you. Like really make sure that you've got this target clear and visible within your business uh, because this is what's going to help you accomplish your goals or, or not accomplish your goals. So we've got our goals for 2020. We're clear on how many leads we're, we're gonna to need to generate monthly in order to make it a reality. And now we can get to work kind of developing the plan, and developing the strategy that's gonna help drive those leads. Let's see, I just wanna, like, if you're comfortable with it, I know we got a lot of you guys on with us, and there's lots of you engaging with me, and I appreciate that. Just put your number in, just the number of leads you need to generate, that way I can get a, a, an idea average across the people that are on today's call. Give you a couple seconds here. And, and you know, don't leave this as like, a, oh, I'll come back to it later type of thing because later never happens, right? Now we're here, we're building a plan, we're going through the workbooks. Um, let's, let's spend the time now and let's get these numbers dialed in. I got 290, I got 417, I've got 900, I've got 131, I've got 400, I've got 515. Uh, okay, so it's keep putting them in. Sarah needs help figuring it out. Okay, we'll help you out with that. 500. 
250, 200. Okay, good, good, good. So somewhere between, let's just call it 150. I think someone said 900 and 900. So we could use like, let's use like 350 to 500 as, as kind of as I'm using examples and things, I'm gonna kind of gauge for that. But you guys know what your, what your number is and what you're trying to, what you're trying to drive towards. So as we start to build a plan in order to make that a reality, um, we have to start with the fundamentals, right? What, like, what are the basic things you need to revisit every year to make sure that your, your marketing is as tight as possible, to make sure that your conversion is as tight as possible, to make sure that your target is as clear as possible? Because when you've got the fundamentals in place, you can actually generate leads at a lower cost per lead, you can convert at a higher level, and it can make everything that you do so much more effective. So the second thing I want to do right now is just spend a couple minutes updating our, our marketing message. And, and it really comes down to these three key pillars, right? The fundamentals are, first of all, you have to know your market, like really clear who it is that you sell to. Because the clearer you are on your market and like, okay, who's that customer? Like, are they a homeowner? Are they in a specific area? Do they have a specific amount of income? Because the clearer we are on that market and who our ideal customer is, the better we can craft the messaging that resonates with that person. Messaging about why somebody should choose us and why we're the go-to company. And, and really make sure that the message matches the market. Um, and with that, then we can put together the media strategy. right? How do we get that message in front of that ideal customer? This, these are the three pillars of marketing success. And when you get them dialed in, again, it makes everything work so much better. So the first is, is really the whole, the whole uh, ideal customer piece, right? And we want to spend a couple minutes thinking about our, our customer. There's a quote that I found that, that really rings true, and that's, if you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then you can sell what Joe Jones buys, right? I think I got that from, uh, I think I got that from uh, Brian, Brian Tracy as well. So just spend a couple minutes, and it's on page, it's on page four in your workbook. We've got kind of like this ideal customer avatar. Um, it's worth spending some time thinking about this, getting this dialed in. But you know, usually what we're finding, and I want you guys to modify this as it as it makes sense for you. Uh, usually we're finding it's a homeowner. Uh, they're 35 years or older. Uh, typically, the female is the one that's making the buying decision, deciding who's going to come to the house. Um, you know, married, on average married with two kids, head of the household, uh, depending upon the market, $65,000 annual income, you know, family oriented, very reliable, um, easily frustrated. Um, they like to please people and expect the same in return. Um, not handy, they don't wanna have to try and fix it themselves. Even if they did, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Um, and, and you know, these are some of the demographics across our client base that we're seeing. I'd love to have you guys just spend a second um, you know, thinking about your customer, the, the customer that you deal with day to day, uh, the ones that tend to pay a premium, that aren't worried about your, your price, they aren't worried about the trip fee if you have that, uh, they're not sweating these types of things, that's your ideal customer. I'm going to spend a couple minutes, you know, are there demographic elements that are distinctive to that customer? Because the more clear you are on the customer, you can really visualize them, you can write your, your marketing and the content on your website to speak to them, the better it's gonna resonate, the better the whole thing's gonna work, um, and the, the further every one of your marketing dollars will, will go. So I'm gonna give you guys like a couple minutes, well maybe not, I'll give you 20 seconds, 
to just kind of work on that particular piece. Uh, again, a minute spent developing clarity on your ideal customer um, can pay can pay dividends uh, throughout the course of the year. <clears throat> All right, so post in comments if there was something distinctive about your, the demographics of your ideal customer here in the, in the comments box. That way we're all, we're all learning from, from you and your business and kind of what's unique to you. So with clarity on, on kind of who they are, the other thing we want to think about is, is their fears and their frustrations, right? Their pains, their fears, their frustrations. Uh, and what we're finding is, you know, no one's going to pay you if there's not a frustration. No one's going to pay a premium if they're not clear on the pain that you can solve that the other company can't. Um, and so you know, usually it's in the plumbing and HVAC is not working. Obviously, the AC is not working for, for some reason. The plumbing is clogged up for some reason. Uh, they've got an issue that they need fixed. Um, but if we take it one level deeper than that, the other thing is they're really frustrated that they can't get a plumbing or HVAC company on the phone. Like if you do a an analysis of your average homeowner and the experience that they go through when trying to find a solid plumbing or HVAC company. Um, they go to Google, they go to Yelp, they look at some reviews, they call a couple of companies, and you'd be surprised what percentage go to voicemail, have a answer service that says, okay, well, I'm gonna pass the message to Bill. And it's very frustrating for them when they can't get somebody on the phone and they can't just get the thing scheduled and be done with it. Um, so you, you wanna think about that in the messaging on the site. Um, they're, they're really busy, right? Your, your ideal customer avatar is busy. Um, it's, you know, if it's, it's the male that's involved, um, he's at work. Um, you know, usually that, that married with two kids, female, um, you know, buyer is either, is either working full time or has a part time job. And so he or she is extremely busy and doesn't want to have to deal with calling the plumber, scheduling the appointment, being home in order to be there at the house in order to resolve the issue. Um, and they're worried that it's going to be a waste of time. Like one of the biggest fears we find that your clients deal with is the concern that they're going to call you out. They're going to take time off work or they're going to say, hey, boss, I got to go to the house because I've got a HVAC technician coming in. Um, one of their biggest concerns is that they block that time and then you don't come. Right. And it happens. Right. You say you're going to be there, too, but you don't come till four or that the whole meeting gets canceled and then they're scrambling and then they got to go back to the boss and be embarrassed, right? So to the extent you can hammer in on this, this idea of that you're reliable, you're going to answer the phone, you're going to solve the problem as quickly and efficiently as possible, um, that's really going to speak to your, to your customer base. So some of their fears and implications, right? They don't want to be ripped off. They don't want to overpay. Um, they don't want to have their house damaged because they paid too little. Um, they don't want to wait around. They really don't want to wait around for the plumber or the HVAC company. Uh, they don't want to be inconvenienced, um, and they definitely don't want their home to be to be damaged, right? And it's important that you spend a couple minutes thinking this stuff through because you can make sure that you're you're again you're making marketing messaging that resonates with uh, with your ideal customer. So because again, if we can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, we can sell in a way that Joe Jones wants to buy. So that's the message piece. Um, I'd love to have you guys just real quick. On, on the sixth page in our workbook, kind of map out the, the messaging, right? What is it that is your unique selling proposition? Why is it that somebody will choose you versus the competition? 
<clears throat> Again, that's page six in our in our workbook. And I'll just share from example some of the ones messaging wise that, that have worked well. Um, because what I find is when we look at our online marketing, um, and really we're going to talk more about the specific media in a second, but if we look at our websites, if we look at our pay-per-click ads, if we look at our social media posts, a lot of times they're very technical in nature. Uh, you know, we can fix, we have this type of HVAC system, or hey, we do all of these variety of services, uh, plumbing, drain cleaning, water heaters, tankless, when in reality, your customer could care less about that. What, they, what do they care about? They care about, are you going to answer the phone? Are you going to show up on time? Are you going to treat me fairly? Are you going to stand behind what you said you were going to do? And when you can infuse that messaging into your website, your text ads, your campaigns, um, again, it, it's going to resonate in a different way. It's going to work better. So some of the messaging that, messaging that works, same-day service, um, 24 hours, on time, straightforward pricing, upfront pricing, satisfaction guaranteed, trustworthy technicians, experienced. And really the case that you want to make is fast same-day service or next-day service, right? People, your customer loves to hear that fast same-day service. Uh, Money-saving offers 24 hours with no overtime charge. And I know not all of you do that or are willing to do that. It's fine. I'm just saying what we found work well. Clean-cut professional technicians that will leave your home clean, cleaner than they found it. Great service guaranteed that you're going to stand by what it is that you say that you're going to do. Um, so this is important, right? I don't want to understate that, that having clarity on your target market, having messaging that's going to resonate with them is super, super important. And so I want, I want you guys to make sure you kind of fold a, a little fold on this one and go back and spend a little bit more time really dialing in this messaging because it can make the difference between profitability in your marketing and spending a lot of money, getting a lot of eyeballs, but not having those eyeballs convert into leads. So definitely make sure you should invest some time on that. Would anybody be willing to volunteer in their comments like what their unique selling proposition is, um, how they position themselves differently? Um, if you don't mind, go ahead and pop that in comments because um, I'd love to I'd love to hear what your unique message or your unique selling proposition is. Um, Jeff put in here, the road of someday leads to a town called nowhere. Uh, a quote from Tony Robbins. We were talking about Oh yeah, I mean like same thing like this, right? Oh yeah, Josh is talking about messaging. Um, I'll watch the replay. Maybe I'll do it then, right? That lot that I'll do it later, never comes, right? So that that was a it was a great point. So now we're clear on our client target, we're clear on our message, and now we can look at media. And I appreciate you guys indulging with me on the on the whole messaging piece because it is really important. But it's on most of us, myself included, are much more interested in the tactics. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get the messaging. I get the media. Uh, I get the uh, you know the, the target stuff. But let's talk about where we can advertise. Let's talk about SEO and pay per click and local service ads and all the other fun stuff. Uh, but I, I think it's that important. That's why I wanted to spend some time talking about that. Now, <clears throat> as we look at media, right? The fact is, your customers are going to wind up at your website at some point. They're going to wind up on your website before they call before they fill out the web form, before they convert into a lead. And so regardless of the marketing that you do, the fact is your website will make or break the effectiveness of almost all the advertising that you do. 
And so I want you guys to spend a couple minutes thinking about your website as the central hub where all of your other advertising lands and make sure that your website is built to convert at the highest level possible. Because if you, know, if you think about it like a, like a bucket, right? You take a bucket and you fill it up with water. Assuming it's a good bucket, it's gonna hold, right? But if there's a bunch of holes in the bottom of the bucket, it's gonna leak all over the place. There's gonna be water falling out before you know it. What would have been a full bucket is now a half bucket, a quarter bucket, um, and, and it's, it's not working. And so that's how I think about your website. If your website isn't converting your visitors at the highest level possible, it's like a leaky bucket that you're spending money on whatever you're spending money on, right? You're doing local service ads, you're doing pay-per-click advertising, you've got your trucks wrapped, you're running Valpac ads, um, you know, whatever it is you're doing to advertise. If your website has holes, then you're not gonna be getting the maximum return on investment from all of that advertising that you do. And so page number six in your workbook is all about how to optimize your website for, for maximum conversion. I'm gonna dive into this with you, uh, and I'm gonna show you an example of what I found to be a website that is really built to convert and the key elements that you wanna look at um, as, you, as you set up your website. So good example of this is Lanny's. They're a full service plumbing HVAC electrical company based in um, Fargo, North Dakota. Um, and I'll just pull up their website here for one minute. Oops, here we go. So this is, this is a website that converts exceptionally well. I'll show you the data that, that proves that this works really well. You guys should all be seeing the website now, right? Somebody post in comments if you're, um, if you're seeing the Lanny's website. Seeing it, okay, great. So we talked about messaging, right? And the fact that your customer wants to, you really your customer has fears, apprehensions, concerns, and we wanna make sure the messaging on the website speaks to those fears, apprehensions, and concerns. And so if you look at the site, the first thing that kind of stands out to you, pleasing you pleases us. Never an overtime charge, legendary lifetime furnace guarantee, free second opinion. Right? We're speaking to the customer. We're not talking about platitudes. We're not talking about um, you know, the technical side of plumbing and HVAC and electrical. We're really calling out the reason somebody would want to choose them and speaking it in their words and what they want to have happen. The other things that you'll notice is that like right within the homepage of this site, you've got a couple things. You've got a phone number in the top right-hand corner. That's mission critical. You look at your website, you don't have a phone number in the top right or left-hand corner, you're leaving money on the table. Like that's where people want to engage. Um, when you're speaking directly to the avatar and their fears, their concerns, their frustrations, you're giving them multiple mechanisms to convert. Right? We're finding the, the customer of old that wants to just pick up their phone and dial your office is becoming less and less. Right? And, and you know the best way to illustrate this is, if you have the opportunity right now to engage with somebody, and I want you guys to answer this for me in comments, if you have the opportunity to engage with somebody via phone, like a quick chat, or a text message, which would you prefer? If you prefer to have a phone call, put phone. If you prefer to have a text message back and forth, put text. Everybody's putting text. I don't know if you guys can see the comments, but it's text, 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 text. Your customer also prefers to engage via text message. Right, so you want to make sure that you're giving them opportunities to engage, Scott wants to make a phone call, in the way that is most comfortable for them and that's going to be most convenient for them. 
Um, and if you can get on the, on the front of this, it can really have an impact. So we want to give them opportunities to engage in a variety of ways. So yes, we want the phone number there. Yes, we want a web form they can fill out so they can just enter it right in their computer or their cell phone. And we want to have the ability to engage in a chat, ideally a chat via two-way text message. That way it can be the easiest and most convenient conversion experience for them. I'm going to kind of talk about some of the high level elements on this and, and like talk about it for your specific website. But having the phone number up in the top left hand corner, having a web form, having the ability to engage via chat makes a big difference in your conversion rates. Leveraging imagery of authenticity, right? So if you compare this to your average plumbing HVAC home services company, the thing that makes it distinct is that we've got an owner picture. Like here's Kevin Wolf. Here's the real dude. Like this is the guy that's going to, you know, be responsible uh, for my home either getting fixed or not fixed. Right? There's an authentic image of a building that looks like it's legitimately their building, and it is. This actually has a massive impact on conversion rates. Being authentic with your imagery, being authentic with your with your video videos and things like that, being real helps with conversion. Showcasing your, your positive reviews across the web. You'll notice one of the, the key things somebody wants to see before they do business with you is what other people are saying about you. And so having it in an easy way that, where they can go read your reviews and see that you're a quality company is, a, is just a great play. And so yeah, there's lots of elements in here that, that make this website convert well, but the phone number, the authenticity of the imagery, the ability to engage in a variety of different ways and modalities, um, using video, using like messaging, again, that hits the friendly expert service, fast response time, upfront service, one-stop resources, honest advice, competitive pricing, um, really, really helps with conversion. And so I'm going I'm to kind of put together a, a short list of items you want to pay attention to, but I thought it would be good to show you guys a real-world example of a website that converts really well. Um, and, the, and the fact is, when we started working with Laney's, uh, maybe like three or four years ago, this was their website. Very, very uh, you know, simple, outdated, no authenticity, not a lot of easy ways to engage and convert to the, to the version you just saw. And I want you to see they're pretty well branded in their market. They're pretty well known. They're pretty well respected. Um, they're, they're kind of the 100-pound um, gorilla in the, in the Fargo, North Dakota market. But when we first started with them, they were averaging about you know, 55 calls a month via the Internet. And then just by putting the, 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 the new version of the website in place and getting the conversion elements dialed in, almost immediately before we had a chance to, to run paid search or to increase the, the SEO or any of that, they jumped to 317 calls via their, their website. And so that's really the impact that conversion can have on your, on your website and really how well your website converts. Uh, and this is the, an executive summary. I almost was hesitant to show this because the numbers are, are staggering. But um, they generated 147 leads via the internet last month. Um, 375 of those from organic, 1,000 uh, from Google Maps, uh, 31 via web forms. And, and I really want you to see like this is what's possible when your website converts extremely well because the website is the hub. It's the place where people land before they make the decision uh, to, to call you or to convert. And so in your workbook, there's a there's a what I call the ultimate website cheat sheet and you know this is just just a visual so that as you look at your site um, you know you can see okay what are the elements that are going to help make sure that this website converts 
as well as possible, right? The live chat, the phone number in the top right-hand corner, the authentic imagery. So this is just kind of a little cheat sheet that you can go back to as you're thinking about what you might need to change going into 2020. You know, maybe the website needs to be revisited um, in order to make sure it converts. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you just need to add a couple of elements to help bump the conversion rates from the existing site that you that you already have. So, you know, if it's set up for conversion, like does it speak to your customer avatar? Um, does it speak to their fears and frustrations? Does it have pictures of your team, pictures of your office throughout the throughout the uh, website? Are you leveraging video? What I found to work well, video is a welcome video. Hey, welcome to the website. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. Um, is there video for each of the different services? Is there some type of video that explains why somebody should choose you versus the competition? Um, does it showcase your online reviews from across the web? Does it make it easy for them to engage in the way that they want, whether that's via text message or chat or picking up the phone? Um, does it? Uh, does it have the basics in place, like the phone number in the top right-hand corner, a web form that somebody can fill out? Um, are there calls to action underneath each block of text? Um, are you giving them the opportunity to engage via chat? And, and are you leveraging, and this is new, are you leveraging marketing automation, right? Are you making it so that when somebody does engage with you, that there's automatic follow-up happening um, or not? So I've got the checklist here for you in the, in the workbook. I'd love for you guys just to think for a minute about your conversion optimization. Like, do you have some things you can do in order to improve how well your website converts online? So I want you to spend a couple minutes thinking about that. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments on this. Or, you know, are there one or two things that stood out to you from that that you're like, okay, yep, I need to put that in place. Or I need to, you know, solve for this. Maybe it's taking some pictures of your team and incorporating that into the website. Maybe it's you know, having a chat bubble on your website, what makes it easier for someone to engage with you? Gaze says chat, absolutely. You know, what I've found, in my opinion, right now dealing with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies across the, across the country, one of the biggest marketing challenges facing you guys is unconverted leads. Like, you're generating phone calls, you're generating, um, web forms, you're generating chats, but in a lot of cases, the conversion rates are much lower than they should be. Um, historically, across across our spectrum of clients that we serve, what we're finding is somewhere between 50 to 60% of inbound leads leave unconverted. So they call in, hey, I'm wanting to schedule a, you know, a quote for a water heater, or I'm thinking about, you know, repiping my home. And when I say unconverted, I mean they say, okay, I'll call back, or um, let me check with my wife, or let me check with the tenant, or hey, let me call around and I'll call you back. Um, 50 to 60% leave unconverted. What I find is 90% of the web forms, like I showed you on Laney's and almost any plumbing or HVC website across the internet, there's this place where you can enter your name, your phone number, your email address, and a, a quick detail of what your issue is. To me, a web form is where leads go to die. Because most of you guys are so busy that you have time to deal with the inbound call that comes in, talk to the customer, and if they book it right then and there, fantastic, you, you, you'll deal with those guys. But the web forms, it's like, okay, I'll call them once and that's it. If they don't book it on that first call, I don't have the time to chase them down. I've got plenty of other leads behind them that are going to, to call in. And I really believe this is a massive opportunity because 
you know, if you can convert at a higher level on your web forms, and if you can convert at a higher level, the, the number of people that call in and say, okay, I'll connect with you later, can have a massive impact on your, on your results. I think part of the big problem is leads that don't get followed up with in 15 minutes or less tend to go cold. So if we think about your, you know, your web form on your website, if somebody's not calling that person back within 15 minutes or less, it's gone to somebody else. As a matter of fact, we found that leads that are followed up within five minutes or less are 600% more likely to convert into a book job. So that's one big staggering thing. Like the web form piece, you have to have immediacy with the follow-up. The average customer that we're finding really needs to be touched five to seven times before they book their job, right? And, and again, I'm finding most plumbing HVAC companies, they'll have that initial call and it's like, okay, peace, I'll talk to you later. No follow-up via text message, no follow-up via email, no follow-up call you know, later the next day to say, hey, did you get that taken care of? You know, you're still in need of services. And the other issue is, again, I asked this question earlier, how many of you would prefer to engage via text message? And everybody, except for, I think, Scott said, uh, they prefer to engage via text. And most plumbing HVC companies don't have a two-way text mechanism, right? Unless it's a very small one-man operation that's comfortable giving his cell phone number out to the, um, to the customer, you know, bigger companies with five, six, 10, 15 employees, there's no real easy mechanism for your clients to engage with you via text message. And so I really believe that we've, we've developed a pretty cool solution for this. Um, and it's what I call leveraging marketing automation. Um, and I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to have a separate conversation with you about this. Um, if you're interested in learning more about it, put it in text because I don't want to run away with the entire session on this. <clears throat> but I think it's really important as we go into 2020 that we're thinking about next level things that can improve conversion rates. And so what we can do with marketing automation is make it so that every single web form that happens on your website initiates automatic follow-up. So someone fills out the form, automatically in the first 30 seconds, a call goes to the office forcing a, a contact. So it would call the office and say, hey, you have a new web form from Tom Jones, press one to connect now. And it forces your, your team to make that initial call. But then also, it would automatically shoot a text message to the customer that just filled out the form saying, hey, you know, you just, you just submitted the form, here's our cell phone number, feel free to give us uh, an email back or, or te text message back, or call us at the office if you'd like some help. Um, and then automate the follow-up and the touches after that so that the 50 or 60% of the leads that didn't convert are getting texted daily until they reply back and say no, or they say, you know, leave me alone. So, you know, we got an amazing platform. It's called Conversion Amp. It does exactly this. Um, it basically, what we're seeing is for our clients that we started beta testing this with, uh, their web forms that were converting like one out of 10 are now converting nine out of 10. Um, and their, their unconverted leads, the people that call in and say, hey, I'll call back later, uh, we put them into an automat automation campaign where immediately after the call, the customer gets, the prospect gets an e a text message, hey, thanks for your call today. This is Tina over here at you know, the plumbing doctor. Give me a call back if there's anything I can do to be at service. And then every day, another text message goes out to that customer until they say, I already booked it somewhere else, or um, you know, no thanks, I decided not to do the job, or yes, I'd like to go ahead and schedule that now. And we're finding is when we are showing up in the way they want to communicate, which is text message, and we can move the communication along, 
we can really bridge the gap between those unconverted leads to booked jobs. So, you know, I'm super pumped about this. This is a new initiative um, that we've we've developed, and I think it's it's a game changer. Um, really, what I want you to do is think about: Are you maximizing the conversion rate of the leads that you get? Um, and if not, you should be thinking about: Okay, what are the platforms out there that can do this? That can make it easy for my customer to engage via chat. That can make sure that every lead is followed up with between five and six times, and that there's an easy mechanism where the the text messages back and forth can be handled either by somebody on your staff or by a service that can manage those two-way communications with your customers and prospects. So if you want to learn more about that, post in comments, marketing automation, we'll make sure to reach out to you and tell you about our new uh, marketing automation platform. Uh, but the, the, you know, the statistics are, are pretty, you know, pretty cut and dry. You know, you know, our typical client, we're generating 100 leads. Uh, they're only converting about 30% because there's no automation in place. There's no marketing. There's no text messaging. It's just answer the phone, and if they book it, great. If they don't, hopefully they call back. So for every 100 leads we generate, really only about 30% are getting booked at an average transaction value of $650, let us just say. That's $19,500 in revenue, um, which, it, I mean, it is a break-even, sure, but it's definitely not going to you know, be as effective and efficient as, as it could. Now, for that same investment, what we're finding is when we do put this marketing automation in place, we've got the text message that goes out, we've got the automatic call that goes out, uh, we've got an automatic follow-up mechanism in place to, to re-engage with those customers that haven't converted to get them to raise their hand and reply back and schedule in. Um, we're seeing you know, an average of 70% of those now converting. So for the same 100 leads, we've got 70 book jobs um, at an average, same average of 650, that's $45,000 in revenue. You know, Ultimately, you get this dialed in, it can have a massive impact. It will make every lead that you generate more valuable. It'll actually make it, make it so that you can generate less leads, spend less money, but have the revenue, the amount of book jobs that you need in order to hit your sales targets. So I'd love to implement this for you. Again, a couple of you have already commented here in chat. If you'd like to learn more about this marketing automation stuff, uh, post any comments, marketing automation, or shoot me a, a private message in Facebook or Reach out to me via email, and we'll um, we'll get you set up. So, covered a lot of ground there in terms of how to optimize for conversion rates. Um, we looked at the website. We looked at the key elements. Um, just spend a couple minutes. What are the three things? You know, it'd be remiss if I didn't give you specific action items. What are three things that you can implement on your website to maximize conversion? And I want to hear from you guys in chat. Put in the three things that you're going to do to improve the conversion rate because none of your advertising is going to be as effective as it could be if your hub, that website, isn't converting well. All right. Good stuff. You guys are tracking along with me. If you're still watching me in the Facebook group, give me a thumbs up. <clears throat> Phone number in the top right hand corner, reviews, welcome video, image of the owner, all those things will go a long way. Okay, so the next thing is we've got to make sure that we know our KPIs and that we're tracking the, the key performance indicators. Because the one thing I know is that online advertising, there's a lot of activities, a lot of things you can do, and if you don't know your metrics, 
you can wind up spending a lot of money and having very little to show for it. So what are the KPIs? What are the key things that you absolutely need to know? Um, you need to know how many calls you're getting, right? You have to have call tracking in place. And that call tracking needs to be split out by source. SEO versus PPC versus organic. You need to know what your average cost per call is, right? You need to know what your average cost per lead or call, however you want to refer to it. And ideally, you want to have some type of simple dashboard that would show you, okay, here's how much we spent, here's how many leads we got, here's what our average cost per lead is, here's what our return on investment is. And again, if we're clear, we need 300 leads per month or we need 450 leads per month, we've got a target that we're shooting towards. And of course, we're also trying to maximize you know, what's our conversion rate on those leads? What's our average ticket with those jobs? And all of that kind of stuff. What I know is what gets measured gets done. And so this is the, the dashboard that we provide our clients. Um, you know, if you work with us, we'll give you something like this. Um, if you're, you know, on, you know, in-house or you're looking to do it, this is what we found works really well. You know, how much did we spend? How many leads did we generate? What's our average cost per lead? And then where did those leads come from? You know, organic, pay-per-click, Google Maps. Uh, web forms, um, and this is our, our total number of leads. I think it's really important that you don't spend a lot of your time on, on metrics that have no impact. Your number of leads has an impact. What keywords you rank for, traffic to the website, impressions on Facebook ads, impressions on Google AdWords campaigns are not nearly as important as the key metric that you need to focus on, which is total number of leads, average cost per lead, and return on investment. So let's make sure that we've got that particularly uh, dialed in. So we want, so what we covered so far, we got clear goals and targets for 2020. We got really clear on the number of leads we need to generate in order to make that happen on a monthly basis. Uh, we spent some time getting clarity on our market message media. We looked at our website and sort of look at the things we need to do in order to maximize conversion. And we've also set up a simple KPI board for tracking the most important metrics. So we can know, are we on track? Are we off track? Are we overspending? Are we underspending? Now let's build in, build out the 2020 plan. And so I think the easiest way to do this is just to pull up a visual for you of the online dominance method. And again, those of you sticking with me through the end of this, you're gonna get a um, downloadable version of all of this stuff. But to me, you know, it really starts with your website, having a good website that's built to convert, uh, that's showing up in the non-paid listings. And I really still have found that some of our best leads, some of our best traffic, comes from people that click on the on the non-paid organic listings and the Google map listings. So for me, it starts with a good foundation, a good website that's built to convert, that's ranking for the variety of keywords in the map listings, in the organic listings. Uh, from there, I found that paid search is probably the next thing you want to be taking advantage of. And to me, at this point, that's Google AdWords, that's Bing, and that's also Google local service ads. Right? I'm going to talk more about local service ads here in a second because it's a 2020 initiative that you should all be paying attention to. Uh, but you should be in local service ads and you should be advertising with Google pay-per-click because that's the knob that you can turn to increase volume. Right? If you've got a good website, if you've got good messaging, if you're really clear on your target market, um, then you should be able to um, spend money and generate more traffic more calls, more leads. And the beauty of it is, if your average cost per lead is dialed in because you've got good campaigns, um, you know you can spend more, generate more leads, and have a healthy enough margin 
to convert those leads into jobs to hit your targets. Retargeting, you know, if you're running SEO and pay-per-click, it just makes sense that you would have retargeting in place. Retargeting of the banner ads that people see on Facebook and on various websites across the internet. And um, what we want to do is drive the people to the website organically and via pay-per-click. And then we want to have banner ads that they see and Facebook ads that they see to convert them. Because not everybody that gets to your website calls or starts a chat um, to convert them into customers. Um, we should be paying attention to the online directories. <clears throat> and this is a constantly moving target. But the fact is Yelp in most markets is pretty big. YP still has a decent presence. Uh, Angie's list is pretty large. And you know you don't want to go crazy. You have to be in all of these as at least a free listing. But you should think about advertising in at least one or two of these. Track the metrics. Track the return on investment. And, and make sure that you've got a presence in all of the places where your, your clients or your potential clients or your potential customers are looking. Uh, we want to make sure that we've got a strategy in place to drive repeat and referral business. right? And, and that means how do we get our existing customer that's already done business with us to know us, like us, trust us, use us again and again. And to me, that's done through email marketing. Um, it's done now through text messaging. So having a database of your customers and, and nurturing them a couple times a quarter, you know, giving them new special officers, letting them know that you've got you know technician in their area and that you can circle back in. Um, these things work really well. And your cost to reactivate existing customers um, is significantly lower than the cost to generate a brand new one and you know being on social media being on Facebook being on Twitter putting out relevant content on a consistent basis helps you remain top of mind then there's your your humdrum uh, paper lead services like home advisor and e-local plumber um, there, I don't think there's a big place for that in most of your businesses but um, <clears throat> if lead flow is low and for whatever reason the SEO and the pay-per-click isn't generating enough volume uh, always good to have that as a backup where you can say, okay, let's turn up the home advisor leads or let's turn up the e-local plumber leads just to get some activity. Uh, but I would consider that a very fallback play, a very fallback strategy. Um, and then there's social media advertising, um, YouTube advertising, media advertising, things like that. Um, and, and I have it as number seven because really if you don't have your SEO, your pay-per-click, your retargeting, your local service ads, your you know, kind of your database reactivation stuff dialed in. Um, not, I don't think that's the most effective use of your dollars uh, at this moment in time. Um, so it's really, it's really, let's get one through five really dialed in, and then have six and seven as a as a backup plan. And then number eight is is having strategies to put your arms around your customers and make sure that they use you again and again, right? So that's sending thank you cards after the service call. Um, it's having a newsletter that goes out in the mail once a quarter. Um, it's having strategies to help them refer you to their friends. Um, there's some great programs along these lines that are, are built for the plumbing HVAC home services industry. Um, if you'd like to know more about those types of programs, let us know. I can connect you with, um, with a partner we, we work with that does exceptional work on that, on that front. So, so this is the big picture you know, of your online marketing strategy. Um, I want you guys to really get that dialed in. So I'm going to give you a, a document where you can access this, and I'd love to have you kind of just map out, okay, what are the things you're going to put in play? How much money are you going to put into each of these um, in order to really make sure that you're striving towards the accomplishment 
of the goals that you've that you've set for yourself. So a couple key trends for 2020. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I, you know there are some brand new things that you want to be aware of. The biggest one is Google local service ads. At this point, it's available all throughout the country. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about again what it is, how it works. But if you're not in this and you're not participating in it, you're leaving money on the table. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, there's been a major shift from I want to dial in on the phone to I want to conversate with you via message, via chat message, via two-way text message. If you don't have a strategy to two-way text message with your leads, you're leaving money on the table. And you really at this point have to have an all-in strategy. It's not just SEO. It's not just local service ads. It's not just pay-per-click. You want a strategy to show up in all the places that your customer is looking when they need your service. So that's SEO, pay-per-click, local service ads, and, and social. So this is what local service ads is. If we run a search right now for San Francisco plumber, uh, you know, up what comes at the top is local service ads. It's a three-pack. It comes above the map. It becomes above the Google pay-per-click ads, um, and it's, it's pretty much rolled out across the country. <clears throat> Google throws a Google guaranteed badge next to it. The phone numbers are tracked. They're not your main number. Um, so basically, you're, you're basically getting call-in leads directly into your business. It is impacting the search results pretty significantly because it used to be we had our pay-per-click and then we had our maps, right? And now we've got our local service ads and then we've got the uh, pay-per-click and now we've got the maps and the organic is way down the page. So you can't sleep on this. And when you run a search on Google uh, from your phone, it comes up at the top, right? And you really have to scroll quite a bit to see any organic results. Um, it, it's, it's taking up a lot of real estate on the first page. So the way it works is there's an application process for Google Local Services. Um, Google will run background checks on you and your employees through Pinkerton. <clears throat> Once you're approved, you pay on a per lead basis. So it's somewhere between $20 and $45 per lead. And it'll vary by industry, it'll vary by, um, by, by area. But it's good quality leads. Like what we're finding from our, from our clients that use it, it's the lower cost per lead than pay-per-click. You know, even paying on a per-click basis and getting people to a landing page and getting them to pick up the phone and call, um, you know, usually you're going to pay a little bit more for the pay-per-click lead than you would for a local service ad lead. Um, and so you're only paying when you have a legitimate lead that called in, that was on the phone for at least 30 seconds. Um, so we're finding it's lower cost per lead, much higher quality than HomeAdvisor. Um, you're still going to get some price shoppers, but without a doubt, um, it works well. And the clients that are on board with it, for the most part, are getting a solid return on investment. Um, you know, you can spend 30 to 35 bucks, convert those leads into jobs, convert the one-time customer into a multi-buyer, and have a great uh, source of high-quality leads on a consistent basis. I think all of you should be doing it. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, if you're a client, all you need to do is talk with one of your strategic partners. We'll work with you to get the background check set up and get this process off the ground for you. Um, <clears throat> put the tracking in place. Make sure that you know your numbers, right? How much are you spending on local service ads? How many of those jobs are getting booked? What's the return on investment? If the return on investment is there and it makes sense, then you're off to the races. And I would say continue to play it as long as you, as you can. 
Um, I did put together a resource. It's called uh, the Complete Guide to Local Service Ads, Everything You Need to Know. You can go read that at plumrescue.net slash local services. Uh, bottom line, you should be in it. Um, you should get yourself background checked, and you should be playing this game as aggressively as you can. And if you want to learn more about like the logistics of how to rank in local service ads, how to optimize your, your listing, how to kind of get the most out of it, I did a, a, a deep dive training on this um, that we can send you that explains ad knots. We've got about an hour and a half just on what you need to know about local service ads. So there's the, there's the big picture of the plan. Um, you've got this in your workbook so you can go back and, and work through it. Um, I want to share a couple examples and case studies of this in the real world. And kind of once you get this dialed in, and once you get to the place where you've got a comprehensive strategy that touches website that converts, SEO, pay-per-click, social media, systems and strategies to convert your leads at the highest level possible, um, the impact that it can have on your, on your results and on your, on your clients, I mean on your, um, on your lead flow in the, in the new year. Let me just pull this up. I've got, I've got it. Okay, so I will make this quick because I want to make sure this is as actionable as possible for you. But one of the companies we work with is the Meridian Advantage based in East Lansing, Michigan. Uh, and so if we run a Google search, East Lansing AC Repair, you can see this is where they come up because they've got a good website. It's been optimized, ranks on page one for a majority of the keywords. Um, they've got a great website that's built to convert, right? We've got a phone number in the top right-hand corner. We've got you know, multimedia that shows a lot of personality and authenticity, uh, easy conversion elements, right? The ability to engage via web form, the ability to engage in chat. Let's see if I can get the chat bubble to come back up. <clears throat> and you know all of the right conversion elements that make the website work. Uh, but you know here here's the t statistics. So this client spends about seventy five hundred dollars a month all in on advertising. That includes their pay per click spend. That includes uh, management fees to our company uh, for the website and the SEO and everything that we do. Um, and they generated five hundred thirteen leads last month. So that's five hundred thirteen leads. If you divide that out, it's fourteen dollars and fifty nine cents per lead. Um, you know, 121 from organic, 112 from pay-per-click, 258 via Google Maps, 22 via web forms. Um, and, you know, they're, they're growing, right? I think they went from, you know, when we started together about $3 million per year. Now they're, the, they're at over $5 million in um, annualized revenue. Um, they're going at, I think it's, um, you know, 23 to 30 trucks in the field now. So, I mean, you know, this, this strategy is working well for them. Really what I want you to see on this case study is if all they did was pay-per-click advertising, all they did was Facebook ads, or all they did was one thing, they'd be leaving a lot of money on the table. So it really is a comprehensive approach, right? You have to have a good website that's built to convert, that has all of those conversion elements we talked about. It needs to rank organically, but you also have to be showing up in the paid listings. You have to be showing up in the, in the places where your customers are, are looking. All right. I want to show another example. This is Valley Plumbing. They're based in, in the, like the Salt Lake City area. Um, if we're going to search for West Jordan Plumber, West Jordan Plumbing, West Jordan Drain Cleaning, um, Salt Lake City, City um, Trenchless Sewer Repair, they come up for all these key terms. Let's pull up their website so you can see you know, another example of a website that's really it's built to convert. Right? We've got the phone number in the top right-hand corner, emergency service available, truck with the duct, exceptional service. 
you know, a lot of imagery that makes you feel like, okay, this is a quality organization I can trust that's going to do good work, that's going to show up on time, um, lots of, you know, reviews and testimonials, um, easy ability to, to engage via chat, um, you know, via the, the chat bubble. <clears throat> and um, here's, here's the number. So they spend about 10000 in advertising monthly for, for the, um, the Valley Plumbing Company, 589 leads a month via the Internet, um, $17.99 average cost per lead. And again, 400 from Google Organic, 107 from pay-per-click, 82 from Google Maps. Um, and so it's a, it's a diverse mix where these leads and, and, and opportunities come from. And I'll show one more example, and this is um, Nixco Plumbing based in Mason, Ohio. Uh, Jeff Eager's been with us for, for a number of years now. Um, if we run some searches, you'll see he comes up number one in Mason and the surrounding area as the dominant, uh, dominant player. And if you look at the, at the numbers here, he's investing about 5000 a month in advertising. That's SEO, Google AdWords, and our management fees. Um, about 334 leads, average cost per lead of about $16.03. And, you know, evenly distributed, right? 128 from organic, 85 from pay-per-click, 104 via Google Maps, and 17 web forms that were submitted. And so, you know, hopefully this kind of gives you a sense of, you know, if you spend the money wisely, you can generate a nice quality of leads, you can have a, a manageable cost per lead, and if you've got the conversion elements in place, you can really maximize the conversion rate from lead to sale. I'm just gonna show you one last example, and this is Falcon Plumbing. They're based in Miami, Florida. Um, again, you know, simple phone numbers in the top right-hand corner, schedule form, um, lots of personality and authenticity, and the great, great metrics. Now, what I do want you to see, though, is that this website has what we call smart form. We talked earlier about um, marketing automation. The way this works is when a customer fills this in, immediately a call goes to their office that says, hey, you have a caller, press one to connect. And it automatically connects to that customer. The other thing that happens, and if you want to test it, you could do it, um, a text message immediately goes out. And it says, hey, this is Wendy with Falcon Plumbing. You just submitted the form on our website. I wanted to reach out. And is there anything I could do to serve you? Or would you like to schedule a service call? Right? And if they don't answer the phone, in which case, in a lot of cases they don't, it leaves a message on their, on their phone that says, hey, this is Falcon Plumbing. You called us to schedule a service call. Sorry we, we missed it. Give us a call back when you get a chance. And what we found is having that simple marketing automation in place People called back immediately. They engaged via text almost immediately. And the conversion rate from all of the leads they generate skyrocketed. Like they're, you know, they're, they're booking something like three or four times more jobs from the same volume of leads that they always had. And the other thing that's in place is every time a phone call comes in, there's really only a couple of outcomes. The customer like schedules the call, right? They hang up and they say, hey, I'll call you guys back later, or they leave a voicemail. And so what we put in place is now every call that comes in that doesn't get booked gets dropped into a follow-up queue that sends a text message to that person. Hey, this is Wendy from Falcon Plumbing. You know, let us know if there's anything we can do to, to be of service. And then every day a follow-up message to that goes out. And again, these two little tweaks with marketing automation have had a massive impact on the conversion rate 
uh, of their of their leads. And I think they do a pretty good job of answering the phones and dispatching their texts and really handling all of that. But um, I wanted to share that with you guys because I thought it would be useful to kind of think through what you can do to maximize your lead flow, maximize your conversion rate, and really take your take your company to the to the next level. So what I want you guys to do now is you've seen some examples, you've set some goals, you've looked at the big picture. Um, I want to give you some homework, and that's to audit yourself. Um, and that's this document right here in your workbook. It's the Ultimate Online Marketing Checklist. I want you guys to, as homework, right as soon as we finish up today's session, go through this checklist. And what you're going to do is certain things you'll be able to check off and say, boom, got it, boom, got it. Other things you'll either be unclear about or you'll say, I need to work on this. I need to tighten this particular part of my strategy up. And I want you to circle those items because that is really going to be the things that are going to move you to the accomplishment of your goal. So we've come a long ways. We set our goals for 2020. We talked about the key fundamentals. Uh, we talked about optimize for conversion. We looked at the big picture and the different online marketing strategies that we can put in play. We looked at the latest trends in 2020. and we developed a specific action plan, which is really this checklist of the things you need to do in order to make sure you hit your goals and hit your targets going into 2020. So I'd like to ask, if, if you feel like you need some help with this, and you feel like, you know what, I'd like to have Josh and his team look at my strategy, look at my website, look at my conversion elements, look at how we're following up with our leads potentially. Um, if you'd like some help with this, um, let's talk. And um, all I need you to do is, in comments, if you'd just like to chat about our services, about how we can work together to help you implement some of this, help you make 2020 the best year ever, um, just put in comments, let's talk, and that will be our indication that you're interested in scheduling a time to talk about how we can help you put this in play and put it into place. So again, if you'd like to talk, you can either put let's talk in comments, uh, or you can call us at 866-610-4647. Uh, or just go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. If you go there, you'd be able to uh, pick a time on the schedule that works for you. And we'll look at your website, we'll look at your rankings, we'll look at the conversion elements, and we'll be able to explain to you exactly how we can help. So I see a bunch of Let's Talks coming in. Awesome. Christian and Kirsten will be reaching out to you to get that scheduled um, ASAP. And or if you'd prefer, you can always call us or go to plumberseo.net slash schedule. So I want to give you guys a reward. For those of you that stuck around, I promised I was going to give you the checklist, the online dominance method, um, and, the, and the list of keywords. To get that, all you have to do is go to plumberseo.net slash reward. Uh, Christian, if you could double check the link, make sure that it's working correctly, um, and put that in the, uh, in the, in the chat. Um, plumrescue.net slash reward. It'll take you to a Google Drive folder that's got the checklist for you to use. It's got the online dominance method and it's got the, the list of most commonly searched keywords. So I do want you guys to get the award. Okay, I see I see more and more Let's Talks coming in. Awesome. Look forward to working with you guys and helping you to make 2020 your best your best year ever. So that's a that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for your time. I'm super excited about seeing you take your company to the next level. In, in 2020 and really maximize your lead flow and hit those goals and hit those targets. Um, if you'd like to work with us, again, um, let's let's talk, right? Put in the let's talk in the comments. We'll reach out to you uh, or 
you know, just go straight to plumberseo.net slash schedule, and right there you'll be able to pick a time on our calendar. If you know somebody's saying they put it in, you got to make sure it, you know if you if you put in https colon slash slash plumberseo.net slash reward, that will get you to the to the reward page, um, or if you click the link, it will it will take you there directly. That's a wrap, Christian. If you don't mind, drop in the link to the schedule page. So if you if you want to pick a time, uh, this week's kind of at, you know closed off, right? We're going to be going into the holiday season. Uh, Thanksgiving, probably the day after Black Friday. Hopefully you guys enjoy your time with family and friends. Um, but let's pick a time next week where we can sit down and you know really roll up our sleeves and build a plan together that we can help you implement to make 2020 your best year ever. Uh, hopefully you got great value from today's session. It was an honor to share with you guys. I'm excited to see where we go in 2020 and uh, I'll look forward to talking with you all again soon.